Welcome to a hump day, Wednesday, June 3rd edition of the Fanboy MMA Podcast Daily Show. I'm Steve, the host of this podcast and what I do for the new people that are listening today. I talk about the news of the day in MMA. On today's episode, I will be talking about new UFC rankings that dropped, MMA fighters and marijuana use. Um, a few call-outs, and a lot more. But first, I would like to start off with um, Muhammad Ali. Four years ago today, the greatest boxer to ever live passed away. In the current situation the country is in right now with civil unrest, protests, and riots, uh, one would believe that Muhammad Ali would not be happy if he were alive. In fact, he would most likely be hurt. Um, I'd like to share a quote from Muhammad Ali that is just as relevant today as it was back when he originally first said it. Hating people because of their color is wrong and it doesn't matter which color does the hating. It's just plain wrong. That was Muhammad Ali. Okay, so the new UFC rankings have been put out, um, and like usual, uh, there were some changes that probably shouldn't have happened, um, some weird ones, um, no change in, actually there were changes in the pound for pound. Um, John Jones, still number one, ranked pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Habib Nurmagomedov, number two. Stipe Miocic, and then this is where everybody moves up in rankings. Stipe Miocic is now number three. Uh, Israel Adesanya, number four. Daniel Cormier, number five. Kamaru Usman, number six. Alexander Volkanovsky, number seven. Conor McGregor moved up to number eight. Max Holloway, number nine. Justin Gaethje, number 10. Dustin Poirier, number 11. Um, Tony Ferguson, number 12. Robert Whitaker, number 13. And then newly ranked is heavyweight Francis Ngannou. Uh, and now number 15, Dominic Reyes, who is also newly ranked. So... Um, Dustin Poirier being ranked number 11 and guys who he beat Max Holloway are above him Um, it's weird but it is what it is when it comes to the rankings Um, they're never going to be perfect and what can we expect from from the UFC rankings right now? It's a it's panelists who probably don't cover the sport um, 100 percent of the time. Don't even know if they watch the the all the fights. We don't know anything about these about these panelists. Okay, so the flyweight division, um, the top ten stayed the same. Uh, Brandon Royville, welcome to the UFC. He beat Tim Tim Elliott. He is now ranked number 11. Tim Elliott 
is number 12, who ran a royal rival, 11th ranked flyweight, beat uh, this past week Jordan Espinoza, uh, Roland Paiva, and David Gilbert all went down one ranking. So Brandon Royal uh, enters the flyweight rankings at number 11. And he is definitely one to watch. Um, no changes at bantam weights. The only change at featherweight was Arnold Allen uh, going from 11 to 12, which is weird. Um, lightweights all the way down at the bottom. Um, number 12, Donald Cerrone moved up one. Islam Makachev went down one. Dariush went up one. Drew Dobert went down one. Uh, these are just rankings that should have stayed the same. They haven't fought yet. They're not fighting. They're not going to fight. These, they don't need to screw around with the rankings. I don't see a reason for this. Welterweight, um, obviously, Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley fought. Uh, Gilbert Burns went up five. He is now the number one ranked welterweight in the world because of his win against formerly number one ranked former champion Tyron Woodley. So congratulations to Gilbert Burns. Maybe this will get him a title fight against his uh, training partner, Tamara Usman. Tyron Woodley um, went down three rankings to number four. Leon Edwards went down to number five, and I will get, get to that later on. Stephen Thompson, number six, went, went down to number six. Um, all the way down at the bottom, Anthony Pettis is now number 14, and Conor McGregor is number 15. So Anthony Pettis and Conor McGregor flip-flopped for for whatever reason. I don't know. I, again, don't understand. Anthony Pettis isn't fighting. Conor McGregor isn't fighting. Um, Middleweight and light heavyweight, there were no changes. Heavyweight uh, Junior Dos Santos went down one for some reason. Augusto Sakai at number 10 went up one. Um, he just beat Ivanov, who is now num- ranked number 15, uh, which is pretty unfortunate for Ivanov, considering that a lot of people um, had him went beating Sakai, and also because Sakai grabbed the fence and there were no point deductions. So that's unfortunate for Ivanov. Um, I guess congratulations to Sky for getting being ranked in the top 10 in the heavyweight division. Okay, so Alexei Olenek went down one. Shamil Abdurahamov went down one. Uh, Sergei Pavlovich went up one. Fabricio Verdum went up one. Because now, like... Flagway even off is now ranked number 15 and he dropped three rankings. Um, the women's pound for pound, the only change was 
Nina Ansaroff dropping down one ranking. Um, which is odd because, again, she's not fighting. She won't be fighting because she's pregnant. Uh, to be honest, she might not. She shouldn't be even ranked right now. She's pregnant. She won't be fighting for at least nine months. Put somebody in there that's ranked. Um, you know, like a John Calderwood. Um, there were any changes in the women's strawweight or flyweight divisions uh, or bantamweight divisions. So no changes in the women's. And of course, there aren't any featherweight rankings whatsoever. Just a picture of Amanda Nunes, who will be fighting this week. So we actually might see Felicia Spencer up there as the new champion depending on how they fight uh, at UFC 250 this coming Saturday. So the, the only women's ranking that changed was in the pound-for-pound pound rankings, and that was all the way down at number 15 where Nina Ansaroff is still ranked. She just dropped down one. Um, I don't see why she should be even ranked. Again, she's pregnant. She won't be fighting for at least nine months if not more depending depending on when she wants to come back in so you would say about a year right she won't be fighting get her out of the rankings put somebody else in but it's the UFC rankings panel they don't exactly do what should be done for the UFC rankings okay so the athletic um, recently put out a survey of various topics with MMA fighters and one of the questions asked was about the use of marijuana so what they what the athletic is doing is they put out a bunch of different um, a survey with a bunch of different questions to 170 fighters throughout promotions all over the world Um, apparently 45.9% of the 175 fighters surveyed currently use marijuana for either recovery or recreation, um, while 4.7% regularly use marijuana and regularly used marijuana in the past, but don't now. Um, I would think that the 45.9% would be higher. Um, I think. A couple fighters, Eric Anders and other ones, other fighters said that they think that that 45.9% is much higher than what they said. But again, this is only 170 fighters out of how many thousands of fighters fight throughout the world. Uh, so I would assume that the 45.9% is higher. Also, 76.5% of fighters said they have used CBD products for recovery. So 76.5% of the 170 fighters that were polled 
have used CBD products for recovery. That's a high amount and totally believable. Um, a lot of fighters you see have CBD sponsorships. So I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I would think that the percentages for the marijuana use would be higher. But again, that's only 170 fighters in different organizations throughout the world. Um, I guess if a survey was done and asked every single MMA fighter, those numbers would jump up significantly. Uh, Marijuana isn't seen as a drug by so many people, including fighters, and is legal in a lot of states in the United States. So I would assume that those numbers would jump up dramatically. But if you get a chance um, to read these articles that are being put out this week by The Athletic, uh, it is they are behind a paywall, but I 100% think that as a fan of MMA, um, you should support these journalists because they are journalists at The Athletic. They're some of the best writers in MMA. And if you like um, other sports such as the NFL, fantasy sports, MLB, NASCAR, golf, it, the NBA, the NHL, it doesn't matter. The Athletic has whatever sport that you're interested in um they cover it they do podcasts they put out um they have communities for the teams that you like they do question and answers um by people in the business so the athletic is an amazing tool and website and app for fans of mma i believe they're doing great things for the sport of MMA, they're putting, they're doing different things, different than you will see uh, put out by the top websites like MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, um, Bloody Elbow. The Athletic is where it's at to me. Uh, I don't mind paying the five dollars or whatever it is a month because they do put out such great content that I read. I literally read almost all of their all of their uh, their articles put out for by the athletic the MMA department of, of the athletic. Okay, so Rafael Dos Anjos, former champion, um, wants to fight either Anthony Pettis, Stephen Thompson or Hansen and Bio. So, when you look at the rankings, Hansen is no longer even ranked. Stephen Thompson is ranked number six. Anthony Pettis is ranked number fourteen. Rafael dos Anjos is the ninth ranked welterweight. Um, Ponzinibbio needs a fight I think that would be a fun one um, if he beats the number 9th ranked welterweight and a former champion in Rafael Dos Anjos that would 
get him re-ranked and he would be in the top 10 probably maybe number 10 depending on what these UFC rankers do um, a fight with Anthony Pettis would be fun as well uh, but he's ranked number 14 Dos Anjos is number 9 um, and then he he also ha- called out number 6 ranked Stephen Thompson uh, all great fights um, Rafael Dos Anjos keeps on proving that he is not afraid to fight anybody um, he will take a fight against whomever it doesn't even matter uh, he's he's a bad motherfucker himself so you know a lot of talk is goes with um, Jorge Masvidal being the BMF champion Nate Diaz fighting for the BMF title um, Rafael Dos Anjos is a bad motherfucker himself so ton of respect I would love to see Santiago Ponsonibio return I think that he's a really good fighter um, he's just battling so many so many things injuries and whatnot uh, would love to see him back a fight against a former champion like Rafael Dos Anjos would be amazing I'm I'm here for it I would really like to see that fight also, the Stephen Thompson fight makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're both top 10 ranked. Uh, Thompson has fought for the belt. Um, he's not quite ranked in the top five. He's number six and would be a good fight. Okay, so Marlon Marias doubled down on his call out of Dominic Cruz. Um, he took it further by saying, I don't give a fuck about the rankings. I want to fight him. Uh, talking about Dominic Cruz. Marais is is the number one ranked bantamweight um, who has pretty much gotten passed over by Aljamain Sterling, Corey Sanhagen. Now, um, now we'll see Jose Aldo and... Uh, Jose Aldo and um, Peter Yan fight for the vacant bantamweight title. Uh, that leaves the number one ranked fighter asking for a fight, and he's he's doubling down on it. He wants Dominic Cruz, a legend. Um, I mean, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of options out there for Marlon Reyes, so. It's a fight that he wants. I think the UFC will probably give it to him. Um, Elman Cruz just has to agree to it, and I think that he will. He he sees that he sees that ranking. Uh, Marlon Rice number one. He could easily get a, another title shot with a win over Mar- Marlon Rice. Um, okay, so the. Y- former UFC heavyweight champion Tim Sylvia had his arm broken in the fight against Frank Mir many many years ago um, he had screws put in and now those screws are coming back out of his body um, his doctor did contact the UFC since it was paid by them originally um, the medical expenses were paid by the UFC 
because it happened in a fight, but it was so long ago, uh, the UFC told them that it's no longer their problem. And they will not cover the expenses again. Um, Tim Sylvia did mention not having entrance and that the procedure will cost over $10,000. So that's unfortunate. Um, I would think that the UFC would take care of fighters, especially former champions um, like like Tim Sylvia, but they're not going to. Remember, this is new ownership. They weren't around back in the day when this happened. This was two owners ago. Tim Sylvia, I don't even know if he fought during the Fertitta days. Um, it's unfortunate. I hope that Tim Sylvia gets this worked out. Maybe he'll post a GoFundMe um, for fans to help him. It's just unfortunate that this is what has happened now with with fighters who are no longer fighting for the UFC. Um, another reason why a union for MMA fighters would be great. He doesn't even have health insurance. Sure, he can buy his own. Um, probably should. I mean, everybody should have health insurance. But again, fighters are contracted they're not employees of the UFC or of the organizations so that's something to think about when for current fighters and I believe that a union would help immensely with situations like this and we've seen it in the past where former champions have um, health injuries, health problems, and they're not taken care of by the sport, which is completely fucked. It's unfortunate, and I hope the best for Tim Sylvia. I hope that he does start a GoFundMe. Um, If he does, I will tell y'all what the GoFundMe is um, and where you can find it if he does indeed start one. Okay, so again, The Athletic uh, conducted a survey of the 170 fighters from promotions all over the world on various topics. One was done on fighter pay. 47% said their biggest payday was under $50,000. And only 9% of the fighters surveyed made $200,000 or more in a fight. They also said 30 point, 30 to 40% of their pay goes to expenses and taxes. One fighter even said most people have three coaches. The UFC will cover one fighter and one coach. But you still have two other coaches that you have to fly out as well and pay for their flights, for their uh, hotel, for to help them corner. So 
only one fighter, only the fighter and one coach, assuming the head coach, are paid for by the UFC. Fighters bring three pe- three people to corner them, typically. The fighter has to pay for the other two coaches. So that means 30 to 40% of their pay goes to those expenses, including gym, travel, their coaches, their other two coaches, and then taxes on top of that. They're not getting paid as much as we think, folks, for professional athletes to get paid so little that they that they do the take home money that they get paid it's tragic again we'll go back to the the Tim Sylvia thing that I just spoke about a union is needed for these MMA fighters there's a union there's a play, players union for NHL for MLB for basketball and the NBA for the NFL all of these major sports have players unions where 50% around 50% of the of what is made goes to the players about 16% of what the UFC makes goes to the fighters. They don't make shit compared to what the UFC brings in. 16% of what the UFC makes? That's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Can't tell me that these fighters don't need a union. They absolutely need a union. Um, I know Leslie Smith had Project Spearhead going. Um... I don't know where that's at now. A couple other, a couple others have tried. It's just something that needs to happen in MMA. These fighters need a union. They don't get paid nearly as much as they should. And that's something that I will keep talking about on this podcast because I firmly believe unions needed. These fighters need to paid more. Okay, so the the global body for MMA is an organization uh, called IMMAF. The IMMAF put out a petition on change.org that is asking for MMA to be formally recognized as a sport internationally by the Olympic movement and governments. Uh, What does... What does recognition mean? One, recognition as a sport gives MMA athletes and students the same rights and protection as athletes and students of other sports. Examples, access to medical services, accident and injuries insurance, safeguarding of U18s and vulnerable adults, anti-doping services, youth development, and more. Two, 
recognition means good governance and regulations to ensure athletes' health and safety, standardization of completion rules and regulations, officiating and coaching standards. Three, recognition enables safe and effective youth development. Four, recognition will give MMA a pathway to eventually becoming an Olympic sport and the the best MMA athletes the opportunity to represent their country at the Olympic Games. Um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that MMA needs to be in the Olympics at this point. If really Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is not in the Olympics, MMA shouldn't be in the Olympics. Um, they were talking about taking away boxing. Boxing is now still an Olympic sport. Uh, wrestling is, I think, an Olympic sport still. BJJ should be an Olympic sport. MMA should not be an Olympic sport yet. And I don't know if they ever should be. Um, five, international recognition would enable recognition at the national level in many countries, which would have a positive impact on many communities. That is true. Number six, recognition means funding of the sport and its elite amateur athletes at a national level. So, Again, they're shooting for to be recognized as an Olympic sport. Um, I don't think the MMA is ready for that. Uh, I don't think it would be different than what we see now. It would be shin guards and helmet and helmets uh, put on head headgear, not helmets, obviously headgear put on these athletes. Um, it wouldn't be the same MMA as we're used to. But if you want to, if you want to, to put, to sign a petition for that, it is at change.org. Look for I M A I M M A F. Okay, so Leon Edwards has asked. Remember, I, I talked about the, about Leon Edwards being jumped over. Um, Leon Edwards asked how a guy coming off of two back-to-back dominating losses is above him. That guy is former champion Tyron Woodley, who went down from number one to number four. Leon Edwards dropped down to number five. So they're giving respect to Tyron Woodley. He's a former champion. He made several uh, title defenses. Remember, Leon Edwards and Woodley were originally supposed to fight um, in London that was canceled due to COVID-19, the pandemic. Maybe they'll fight again, um, but I do agree. Leon Edwards uh, probably shouldn't have been or Tyron Woodley shouldn't be ranked above Edwards, but he is a former champion. Um, What are you going to do? Unfortunately, the UFC rankings are not fair. So what does Leon Edwards have to do? He has to sign a contract. He has to fight. Hopefully it's against uh, Tyron Woodley. Okay, so Benson Henderson said he wants to be on Belter's first card back and has, in quotations, never wanted to get my hands on someone more than Michael Chandler. 
So they were originally supposed to fight. Um, again, COVID-19, the pandemic ha- hit and the Bellator canceled, canceled cards. Um, unfortunately, Benson Henderson, Michael Chandler fight was canceled and Bellator hasn't begun putting out uh, new cards yet, new fights. Um, but they did fight before and it was a really entertaining fight. Uh, the ending was weird. Michael Chandler did some weird shit um, and Michael Chandler ended up winning uh, by sp- split decision while many had Benson Henderson winning including myself I, I believe I mean that was a, a while back I think that I had Henderson winning I'm a, I'm a fan of both Michael Chandler and Benson Henderson um, so there's absolutely no bias between for me I think I had Benson Henderson winning that fight um, Chandler is coming up on free agency uh, he has talked about wanting to fight again for Bellator keep fighting for Bellator but he has also said that uh, being in free agency would be awesome he wants it's been talked about you know him going to to the UFC much like um, Eddie Alvarez did uh, much like Justin Gaith- Justin Gaethje did um, I don't know I personally hope that we see Benson Henderson and Michael Chandler fight before Michael Chandler leaves, if he even does. Uh, It is a good fight, I believe, and it will be highly entertaining. Okay, so MMA and Jiu-Jitsu great Damian Maya spoke about uh, the last fights in his career. He said, I would love to fight Donald Cerrone. He was... He has one more win than I in the record of all-time victories. I want to tie it. So, um, I think that would be a good fight. Donald Cerrone is the number 12th ranked lightweight, while Damian Maya is the number 7th ranked welterweight. Um, I think that would be a really entertaining fight. Uh, Damian Maya also said he wanted to fight uh, Anderson Silva. Um, that would be really entertaining as well. Um, I mean, there's options for Damian Maya. Um, Maya also said that he has a couple more fights and he doesn't want to retire in front of nobody in the stands. So he wants to fight his retirement fight in front of fans. I, I would assume that he would want his last fight to be in Brazil uh, seeing that he's from Brazil he trains in Brazil um, his home is Brazil so we will see maybe him and Donald, uh, Donald Cerrone will fight at some point um, we'll see so Diego Ferrer called out Paul Felder to fight on Fight Island. I think that would be a highly entertaining fight. 
Uh, Paul Felder is the number six ranked lightweight, while Diego Ferrer is the number 10th ranked lightweight. Um, Paul Felder has posted on Instagram that he is eating healthy and he's cutting to that 155. Um, I think it would be that would be a great fight. Uh, Diego Ferrer has looked phenomenal lately. Paul Felder unfortunately lost his last fight to Dan Hooker, um, but it was really entertaining. Uh, many had Paul Felder winning that fight, but it didn't happen that way. Um, it's a good call for Diego Ferrer, to be honest. He's looking ahead of him in the rankings. Again, Felder is 6, he's 10. Uh, that would be a phenomenal fight. I would like to see it. I'm here for it. Um, I really enjoy watching or seeing these fighters uh, take their fights into their own hands by calling out other fighters. That's uh, a great part of MMA where fighters say who they want to fight and then typically promoters listen. Um, so we might see at some point Diego Ferrer and Paul Felder. Okay, so that is it for today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all are healthy and safe. Please keep safe out there. Don't do any crazy shit. Um, We're just a few more sleeps from a big UFC 250 card. Uh, We're almost there, y'all. Until tomorrow, peace.